0: Welcome to Aligned and Soulful Leadership. My name is Kavita Milwani, and I empower soulful, multicultural women of color to opulently shine their light without the hustle. I truly believe you can fulfill your soul's desire without losing yourself, your health, or your life in the process. I know that you can ignite your confidence and know your worth, all while walking your divine, unique path. So in this podcast, I will dive deep into topics, challenges, and blocks that women of color experience as they rise up into their aligned life and work. My deep desire is that BIPOC women can lead through their inner wisdom in a way that honors their soul. Are you ready to rise up as the leader you were born to be? Then this podcast is for you. But I'm going to talk about overall strategies to manage your stress, but in a way that someone who doesn't have a lot of free time can do. Okay. And today I'm going to specifically talk about how to use your body as a tool to support you in managing your stress. So, the kind of order of what I'm going to talk about today is first, what is stress management? What is it really? You know, we hear it all the time, but what is stress management? And secondly, why using your body is the quickest way to manage your stress. And the third part is as a woman of color, why you might be disconnected from your body a little bit more. The fourth thing, the final thing, and maybe the most important thing that you're waiting for are strategies to manage your stress using your body. And the bonus is that each of these will take 10 minutes or less, okay? So that is something that you can prioritize and fit into your day. So let me start with what is stress management. So stress management is a way to balance the incoming demands and the emotional, mental, spiritual toll that these demands can cause in your life, in your body, in your relationships, in your work, okay? So it's, you know, we have this input of stress. And so what we do with that input of stress, that's the management piece, okay? So oftentimes what's coming at us, we're not able to control that, right? so. You know, um, we can control how much of that we are taking on through time management, through delegation, through all those things. But more than that, there is a certain amount of responsibility that as a leader that you have. There are There is a sense of um, maybe if in culturally some duties that you have and that you want to fulfill. And so those the demands of those things can be more intense at some time, Okay. at some times of the year, and maybe even more than, a, than some times of the year, but maybe it'll be a couple of years of that, right? Or more. And if you add in all that's been happening around the world, it just feels more intense, okay? And so that our stress levels are, all, are already higher. We're already feeling kind of that toll of the stress. And then you add on our responsibilities. I know a lot of people are starting to go back to the office. They're going back to like in-person. Uh, maybe some of you never stopped, but I know a lot of people that have been used to kind of working from home are going to have to go back to office environments, be around more people. You know, there are there are going to be those small talks, those side conversations. What do they call it? The, you know, the water cooler conversations, the elevator conversations, the coffee chats, tea chats, like things like that. And so having those conversations when we've been used to being kind of like by ourselves, or if you have a family with your family can also cause some stress. Like, what do you talk about? Um, How do you start those conversations? Now, if you're an extrovert, that comes naturally to you. So that may not be a challenge. Maybe the, the challenges for you of going back are different. Right, so there. The idea is that we are, um, yeah. So the idea is that we are like constantly inundated with this input, and so what do we do with that input, right? And I see that yes, burnout is um, (laughs) impacting health, right? For you know, definitely. So what do we usually do when you're experiencing stress? So be honest with yourself. How are you being impacted by stress today? Have you really allowed yourself just a moment to check in with your body? How are you feeling? Most of the time, when I ask people uh, how they're feeling, they're busy, tired. Maybe you're feeling a sense of lack of motivation. I've heard wired but tired, right? Which sign probably you're you're maybe experiencing some uh, adrenal issues, right? Um, Maybe you kind of feel a little bit of brain fog, um, not able to focus as much as that you're used to, maybe not getting as much done as you would like, um, kind of snappy in relationships with the people we're closest with to usually. Um, And so then at the end of your day, what do you do to feel a little bit better, to have some relief, right, from this feeling of stress? Most likely you're doing some kind of numbing activity or an over and it's all i'll tell you what i mean by an over like overeating, over drinking over working um you know something like that or a numbing activity which could also be an over right but maybe um you know you're scrolling um your phone looking up mindless things on your phone So these are all things that we do because we need to manage our stress. And so the bad news is that this only provides temporary relief in that moment, but in the long term, it increases your stress on your body, okay? So um, overdoing anything, not good, right? And unplugging, stepping away, meditation, you know, things like that to help you really down-regulate your nervousness. For you to really calm your body down, you'll have more lasting effects from that than the overeating. In fact, the overeating and the over-drinking and the overworking, working that will cause more stress on your body. And then you probably are not happy about that behavior. And you may beat yourself up about it, you know, because you're engaging with that behavior. So there's a lot, there are a lot of reasons why it doesn't make sense for you to do that, to continue that behavior because it's actually not managing your stress, although it's providing maybe a temporary sense of relief in that moment. So I briefly mentioned meditation in this, um, in this uh, workshop live that I'm doing, I'm not going to talk about too much about meditation. I do have some free meditations on my, available on my YouTube channel if you wanna check those out. Um, and I'll put the link later on so you can you know take a look there. There are free apps. There's so many ways that you could meditate, but a lot of people that I've to- spoken to and work with my clients recently, and even I've seen this in myself, if your level of stress is so high, right now and you're feeling super burnt out, sitting to meditate can feel like extremely difficult. So you that's why I wanted to provide some other strategies today to help you so that you can maybe calm yourself down to maybe then you, you're able to meditate. Right? So, So that is what stress management is. It's about managing the things that are coming at you in a way that actually manages it and doesn't make it worse right and so then why use your body okay and the reason is the simple reason is this is where you hold your stress you hold your stress in your body so just take a moment now and scan your body are there any areas that kind of feel tight that are you know maybe needing some attention maybe needing like some stretching Uh, Or you would think about, I would love a massage, right? So we're holding the stress in our body. And there are more and more, there's more and more research on this. One of my favorite um, researchers, authors is Dr. Gamor Matei, who discusses this. He has a lot of, you know, TED talks and YouTube videos. And a book was one of his books is called, When the Body Says No, Exploring the Stress-Disease Connection. Um, And so this book it's available on um, Amazon and I'll have the link, you know, uh, available for you. So the emotional stress know, according to him, this is a, a direct quote from his website. So emotional stress is a major cause of physical illness from cancer to autoimmune conditions and many other chronic diseases. So he talks about, you know, the fact that the emotional stress is causing the physical illness right? So can you look at your emotions and um, the stress and see how it's impacting your body, even just through the tension, right? And so we spend so much time, the way our society is for most of you, especially those of you that are in any type of leadership position, you're spending a lot of time thinking, you're spending a lot of time in your head, okay? And so... Being in your body, actually, a lot of times you're probably not paying attention. So think about this. Have you ever been sitting and then all of a sudden realize that something, maybe your foot falls asleep or something is aching, but you just notice it before you were, so con- you were so focused and concentrating on something that you didn't? That's a perfect example of how you are in your head. Okay, a lot of our work involves thinking and talking and uh, maybe writing, um, communicating, right? And so a lot of that is using our brain. And so we're like in our heads a lot. And so you're not even aware of what's happening in your body. And then the stress is building up, right? And so by using your body to manage the stress, you're bringing also the much needed awareness to your physical being. Okay. And so since we're Holding the stress in the body, then it makes sense to actually use it to help release and relieve the stress as well. Okay, so that's the reason that I recommend using your body. And to move further, I wanted to talk about, as a woman of color, why you might be a little bit more disconnected from your body. Okay, and this has to do with conditioning. So we all have conditioning. This conditioning comes from our family of origin, our culture, where we grew up, okay? And so we, as a lot of women of color, um, there's a lot of immigrants, first generation and second generation immigrants. So we've often been conditioned to work hard and to fit in and use your education to move forward, where also in some ways, depending where you grew up, conditioned to pay more attention to your surroundings for reasons of safety, making sure you're able to fit into your community or workplace because you may be a little different. Um, And, you know, some of that conditioning is, you know, there's a lack of importance on, the body necessarily it's more about using your mind about um moving forward in the world and so to really focus on that and there's less emphasis I know that a lot of my clients you know doing physical things or even careers that would involve physical aspirations like a dancer or um artist or anything like that was not encouraged right so the physicality is not encouraged so being in your body was not encouraged in your family, most likely. Right. So and this impacts the fact that you're not paying attention as much and you're holding more stress in your body. right? And a lot of times this impacts your ability to follow your intuition. And I did have a podcast episode on that. It was called Why Trusting Your Intuition is Harder for Bipop Women. Um, and so if that's something that you're feeling, if you're, the some of these things I'm saying about being disconnected from your body is resonating, then um, I would encourage you to go listen to that because I could drive deeper into that and why that's happening in that podcast. And again, I'll provide that link. Um, and so, but the, the reality is, is that it's important for you to re- recognize that you may have be a little bit more disconnected from your body because of your conditioning and what was um, what you were taught is important. But the rea- we also need to acknowledge that in order to really feel our feelings you must be in your body. you must be present right you must be um, available fully okay. And so it's important to recognize that. And then once you recognize that, then you can move forward differently and maybe be more aware and you can take steps, right, to help you. Okay. So I already went over what stress management is, why using your body to manage stress is beneficial and important, and why as a woman of color you might be a little bit more disconnected from your body. And so now I really want to go into some of the stress management strategies. So I am going to discuss five. All right Today, there are many more, but I'm just going to start with five and, I'm, and I would love for you to try these. And if you've tried them, you'll let me know. And um, and if you try them after this, please let me know. I'd love to hear what worked. Okay. So the first one is physical movement. So I know what you're saying. You're probably thinking about like working out and exercise. And so I wanted to say that exercise and physical movement are not necessarily the same thing. So they could be the same thing. But what I'm talking about in this context is not the same as a workout. Okay. Um, You could use your workout for this, um, but it's about the intentionality behind it. But physical movement is just moving your body with the intention of moving that kind of energy, um, maybe even feeling the emotion, um, and so that you can move forward, okay? It's just like an allowing that release of your body. So how, what, what are some examples of how to do this? Like you could go on a walk, but when you go on this walk, you're not on the phone, you're not listening to anything, you're not listening to podcasts, you're not listening to music, you're just going for a walk. And you're setting that intention before you, before you go on the walk. I'm going to use this to release some of that stress. And I'm going to let, you know, and as you're walking, some thoughts will come. And you're allowing those thoughts. And you're allowing the movement to kind of release. And, you know, even just if you, if you can, pay attention to your surroundings and not be as much in your thoughts. But really just start. Just start with walking. Okay? Another option is dancing. I know just putting on a song, uh, maybe you have a playlist that you create on your play- favorite streaming platform, right? And it's like fun music and dance music and you set that intention that I'm just going to dance and like have fun for these, you know, five, 10 minutes, whatever you set the timer for. I promise they would be under 10 minutes so you could easily create a song, a playlist with two songs. You could stretch to three depending on how long each song is and make it under 10 minutes, right? So just turning it on, dancing because no one's watching okay (laughs) so that's another way to have like just physical movement and you can see that how that's not necessarily a workout right and so the third option for physical movement is just stretching okay so even you know just getting a towel or if you have a mat getting on the floor and holding stretches for a couple a minute 30 seconds instead of the quick stretching that we often do after a workout and you know goes without saying but i'm just going to mention it don't do anything that you know that your body can't handle and that you can't you know sudden stretches might be um impacting your joints or anything like that You know, just back off from that just make it make it this type of stretching be very calming like think of um that like Nia yoga, right? That kind of like calming, the restorative yoga, where you hold a pose with all the supported blankets and all the blocks so that nothing is aching and you're just able to stay in the pose for a long time. So I'm not saying to do Nia yoga, Oh, that's a great stress reliever if you can. But since I'm talking about things that are less than 10 minutes, I'm talking about maybe pick, you know, three stretches, four stretches and hold each one for 30 seconds to a minute and see how that, that is able to bring your nervous system, calm your nervous system down and relieve some of your stress. So physical movement, and I gave you three ways that you can use physical movement. The other um, option, the second uh, way that you could use your body is through these longer poses that I mentioned, like restorative yoga, Aniya yoga. But I'm gonna suggest a specific pose Um, And that is the legs up the wall pose. This is also known as yoga as the Viparita Karani. And I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but I did my best. So um, there are so many tutorials online and there are photos available of how to do this pose i did not want to put that here because i did not create them and so um but i mean i'm encouraging you to go to any search engine look up legs up the wall pose and you will be able to see how to get into that there are also videos so many videos online on how to do it okay of course don't do this if your body doesn't fit this you can use a um, blanket or towel underneath your hips if you need to and the reason I'm recommending this pose is because we spend so much time in the sitting posture, and this helps with when your legs are up the wall, the circulation, it helps with your circulation, it helps calm your nervous system down, and um, you're able to actually be in one place, right? And so I'm going to say set a timer and do this for 10 minutes. So this is a full 10 minutes if you can do... You will start in the beginning, you might feel kind of restless, you might kind of feel fidgety, but I can tell you at the end of those 10 minutes, you will feel st- some relief from your stress, okay? And um, especially if you're sitting a lot, which most of us are, that'll help also with like maybe some some um, tightness, okay, with your hamstrings. So legs up the wall pose is a great pose. Um You know, bonus is the child's pose. If you can stay in that for a while, that's another option if you prefer that. But I've actually seen people with the, you know, seen how people feel and actually experienced it myself after doing legs up the wall pose. Okay. And so that is a great option. And it's something that you can do easily. Um, you can, while your legs are up the wall and you're in that pose, you can listen to music if you like, or just do what I said about the walk and just be with yourself, um, quiet and listening to your thoughts and acknowledging your thoughts and just moving, right? And just allowing. Okay. And so the third one is a progressive relaxation so with this technique it's kind of like a visualization um it's i guess it would be it could be considered visualization or meditation but you don't actually have to um, spend a lot of time doing this i would also set timers that way you're not looking at your watch but with this technique you either sit down in a chair or you can lay down and um you slowly imagine different parts of your body relaxing. And so you may actually have to start with tensing that area and then relaxing it. A lot of times it's helpful to use a guided one to get you started, a guided relaxation. There are so many. Um, and so what that is, like you will start with, and I'll lead you through like a minute of it so you can get the idea of what I'm talking about. So I always start with a couple of deep breaths, right? So taking a couple breaths. And then you can start with your feet and starting to notice your feet, bringing awareness to your feet and starting to tense up your feet, maybe crunching them and then releasing the tension and taking a breath into your feet and then moving up to your calves and maybe tensing up your calves if that feels accessible to you today. And then as you exhale, releasing the tension of your calves and allowing your calves to relax. And so then you would move up your body to the different muscles. Okay. So you don't need it to be guided, but, you know, you can do it on your own. Maybe you need to hear one a couple times to get used to it. But this is something that you can do on your own. Right. And you can do it at lunchtime if you like. There's a lot of, or at the end of your day, There are ways for you to be able to uh, do this progressive relaxation and you're using your body, the tension in your body, you're like bringing that awareness and then you're releasing that tension that's in your body. So that's another way that you can use your body to help you release the stress and manage your stress. Okay. And so the fourth way that I'm going to talk about today is a breathing technique. So breath work. So um, there are lots of different ways to do breath work. Um, There's diaphragmatic breathing, where you breathe like opening, you know, you feel your diaphragm moving up and down and opening. There is the box breath, which is basically, um, you know, you take a number and you start with like two or one. And you imagine inhaling for one, exhaling for one, holding for one. Then inhaling for two, exhaling. so So um, that's an option. Um, there's also um, the alternate nostril breathing technique, which is often taught in yoga classes. And with that technique, you breathe out. And then you take, I mean, I think in yoga they want you to use like, I think this finger, but I just use whatever I can, right? And you close one nostril and you inhale. And then you hold, and then you exhale, and then you inhale, hold, and exhale. So you do that for a round of 10 breaths or 15 breaths. You can set a timer again, right? Just whatever time you have available, even if it's just like five minutes, you could do that, and that's going to help calm your nervous system down. I will also give one more link to a specific link to a YouTube video that explains a little bit more about breathing techniques, and I demonstrate one there. So you can also check that out if you like. Okay, and so using the breath is probably one of the easiest things that you can do, and you can do it throughout your day. Um, You can do that, use a a breath technique during, before a meeting, you can use your breath um, after your day. If you commute to work, which I know a lot of people are starting to commute, you could use your commute as a way to kind of just take some breaths and pay attention to your breathing, right? So there, there are things that you can do to help with your stress, even if you have to multitask, I'd prefer that you allow yourself some time, even if it's five minutes to yourself to breathe, um, and pay attention to your breath. Just try a technique and it could be fun. It could be an experiment to try different ones. Okay. And so the final strategy that I'm going to recommend is coloring or creative expression. So using your body to express your creativity is a wonderful way to manage your stress and this could take longer than 10 minutes, okay, um, or it could take less. If you give yourself longer, a longer period of time, it will be more beneficial. Okay. So you may have already heard of things like adult coloring books, right? Which are a wonderful way to start accessing your creativity. Um, now, if you don't like coloring and you're like, I don't want to do that. Think about something that you enjoyed as a child. Ask your, your inner child, like, what did you like doing when you thought of yourself as like a six-year-old or a seven-year-old or a five-year-old, whatever, around that age, early elementary school, what are some things you liked doing? Did you like finger painting? Did you like playing in the mud? Did you like um, sculpting? Did you like drawing? You know, there's lots of options. So as an adult, you may be able to do that through gardening, finger painting, sculpting, Uh, doing some pottery, drawing, photography, collages, crafts, right? We have these beautiful stores with all these crafts that you can go and explore and see what would be fun, what would be a creative expression for you. Um, And it's not about the finished product. It's about the process. So just giving you some time to create something for no purpose other than expressing your creativity will allow you to manage your stress. It's allowing you to, you maybe even be able to create a collage of how you feel, right? And so this is how my stress is is showing up in my life now, right? And so just creating that collage for yourself so you can be able to work with it. Um, maybe, you know, even the tactile feeling of finger painting will definitely bring you more present in your body, um, watercolor drawing. I mean, just because I don't consider myself very artistic at all. And just because you're not artistic doesn't mean that you can't do this. You can, right. And it's not about what I said, the end product, it's about the process and allowing yourself to have that process of creativity, especially because a lot of time of our day is spent, um, you know, in the talking, thinking, communicating realm. So we're not often able to express our creativity in that way. So I will recommend that as the last strategy. So thank you for listening today. I will repeat the five strategies that I mentioned just so that hopefully you can go back and try one. One was physical movement two was legs up the wall pose or even bonus um you could do the child's pose one the third is a progressive relaxation relaxation of your body by focusing on different areas of your body the fourth one was using breathing techniques the fifth is coloring or creative expression okay and so you know you can use any of those as your first go-to right some of them can be used throughout your day or at the end of the day, maybe on the weekend, like creating the space for you just to be and calm your nervous system down. You don't always have to be doing things. So I also talked about what stress management is, why using your body is the is the quickest way to manage your stress, and why as a woman of color, you may not you may feel a little bit more disconnected from your body. Okay. So If you are feeling stressed, overwhelmed, and you know you need to make some changes in your life, but you are feeling stuck and you're not sure how, you're feeling kind of burnt out, a lack of purpose, then we need to talk, okay? You can use my link to book a 30-minute strategy session and we can talk about what's happening in your life and work on strategies to help you. And then at the end of the call, we will discuss whether working together is a good fit or not, Um, but I would love to connect. Um, you know, I truly believe that life is just way too short to live your life in a way of misery. So if you're ready to make some changes, and you're not sure where to start, or you know what you want to do, but you're not sure if it's the right thing, and you don't know where to go, then let's get in touch. I'd love to speak with you. I'd love to connect with you. And so as I say, until next time, take good care, Thank you for joining me for Aligned and Soulful Leadership. I was inspired to start this podcast as a way to empower women of color to rise up into their aligned leadership. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned during this episode available in the show notes at alignedandsoulfulpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. And if you haven't received my free abundance meditation and exercise, then go to AlignedAndSoulfulLeadership.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And you will receive this powerful visualization and exercise to ignite your abundant life. Thank you. Until next time, take good care. Bye.